Auburn survives a wild one, beating Cal 14 to 10. Let's talk about it on this episode of the Uptempo Podcast. You are now listening to the War Report Podcast Network. What is up, all of our family? What is up, Uptempo gang? I'm your host, Dustin Smith, joined as always by my guy, Blake Landon. Blake, man, wild one last <laughs> night. We're up early this morning, buddy. Hope you got some sleep. I know that when I laid down, my thoughts were just racing, brother. Ready to get in here and get after it, man. But how are you doing on this Sunday morning? I'm tired. I'm exhausted. Yeah. Uh, I, I watched the game over at my pop's house uh, with my brother and uh, my son, Levi. Uh, he got to watch his first Auburn game uh, with, with his pawpaw. So, um, you know, he, he my son stayed up, man, for for majority of it. And uh, he finally fell asleep around halftime. Uh, but when we uh, when we picked it off with DJ James right there in the end zone, we got a little loud and Levi, he made his appearance. So uh, it was a good night, man, driving home after the game and just getting home and watching the War Report post game and everything. Uh, I didn't go to sleep until about 3.30 this morning, Dustin. I was wired up, man. It was hard for me to uh, settle in. You know, I was just thinking about the game and how lucky we were to uh, come out of there with a victory, just going across country, man, the late time zone. You know, uh, it was just – it was a weird one, like we said, right? We said we were going to find ourselves in a weird, funky kind of game. Don't be surprised. Uh, we thought it would be a lot more scoring involved, but uh, we'll talk about this Auburn defense and and just getting a win and being 2-0. and You know, I couldn't imagine waking up this morning and my college football team having a loss. So, uh, yeah, yeah, clean it yeah. baby. Hey, we're going to talk about this on the Tuesday Night Live show, man. This SEC is wide open. So as crazy as last night was, um, obviously a lot of things that need to be cleaned up that we'll get into. Um, One thing that you can look at is you got out of there with a dub. And, uh, man, my my overall thoughts looking at it was just like, I guess, listening to everybody after the game, Mm -hmm. and they were all talking about how uh, Hugh said it. I know Marcus Harris said it. They said that it never was a a doubt on the sideline that it, no matter how bad it got, the defense kept trying to pick up the offense saying, it's okay. We know y'all get it when we need it. We got your back. The defense kept telling Hugh, we got your back. Obviously they were putting in bad situations all night. They continued to tell everybody you got your back. And they was, they all, everybody said, I heard three or four players say this post game and Hugh, Hugh alluded to it as well. There was no infighting. There was no pointing fingers. Everybody on the sideline, like they talked about all summer, no hands on your hips, head up, keep your head in the game. And look, man, it wasn't pretty. And like you said, we thought it was going to be weird. I I predicted 37 to 31. I think you were 38, 27. We predicted a, a, a shootout type weird, a, a traditional Pac-12 type weird. Not yeah. you fumbled the ball three times, you guys missed three or four field goals, and let's play Russian roulette and just pass this gun back and forth and eventually see who will find the bullet because that's what both teams did. And I know that, like, when I hear everybody saying, we're lucky to win this one, we're lucky to win this one. And Cal, like, to like, both teams just play like crap. It, you know what it felt like, Blake? It felt like one of those high school games that never, when both teams never get their feet under them, you know, mm-hmm. when there's like a sophomore starting quarterback. And you, you've been to those high school games where it's just like, this is tough. And the game just never gets its feet under it, it never gets going. Mm-hmm. That's what that one felt like. And it just felt like Auburn was never, I felt like, the effort was there. I think that the heart was there. I think that they wanted, you know, it wasn't about a lot of people said they looked flat. I don't think the guys look, I don't think they were emotionally flat. I think no. the game plan, like we'll get into in the second half of this. I think offensively the game plan was crap. The defense definitely didn't look flat. And let's, let's start there, Blake. Jay not will pull up his, uh, his comments here real quick. One more time. He said, there's a lot of focus on the name of Auburn, but what I see on film is really not a comparison to what their name is. And then Marcus Harris after the game said, I guess they were supposed to run the ball on us or something. Blake, Jay not opened his mouth. He had 20 carries, averaged well, under four yards a carry. I think he had that 3.9. Mm-hmm. Uh, got flipped over on his head one time, and it was clear from the jump the defense wanted to let him know about it. Uh, what did you think about this defensive effort? We know that Eugene Asante put on an absolute show with 12 tackles in a sack. Just Ron Roberts and what he's been, he's done uh, last night, Blake. Uh, first off, I want to say that, uh, you know, Putting putting football aside, Jaden, it looked like Jaden Knott was concussed last night. All right, so uh, I, I do want to throw some prayers his way. 
uh, and and hopefully he can bounce back because uh, you know we don't want to wish any harm on any college athlete or anybody on this podcast, right? But let me say this, man. Bulletin bulletin board material is real, y'all. It's real. And last week when me and Dustin both said, this is something that you don't say to the media, you keep it in-house because guess what? Mike G told you that the clip was shown to this Auburn defense. It was shown to, to Auburn's defense. Mike, he probably texted it to some of them. <laughs> Man, and guess what? They responded, bro. Marcus Harris, dog check. Eugene Asante, mm. dog check. Jalen McLeod, making plays in the open field on third yeah. down. Big time you tell he was hurt too, Blake. Yeah, you could tell he was hurt. He wasn't 100%. Uh, but this defense showed up last night. You know what it felt like to me, Dustin, is when we were growing up, that's the mm. kind of stuff <laughs> you see in right. primetime Auburn, right? You would yeah. see that defense sticking their nose in there and, and coming out and, and, and winning a football game for Auburn. So did the offense play the way they, you know, we thought they would? No. But this defense, man, Eugene Asante is an absolute freak, Okay. Right. He is an absolute freak. The speed that he plays with, it's, I mean, his draft stop just skyrocketed. He put his name on the freaking map, man. Uh, For sure, Tackler will put a hat on you, all right? And And when he comes on the blitz, Dustin, the biggest thing to me is he doesn't miss. He doesn't miss. Right. I mean, <laughs> this dude, he did it all. He did it all last night. And without him, we're in trouble. Mm. Without him, we're in trouble. Because this guy is a ball player. And and uh, you know, we we heard a lot about him in the fall, right? Yeah. We'd heard a lot about him in the fall. And then we start seeing things, and Eugene, he starts getting more reps. Uh Larry Nixon, I was pleased with him. Had a good game, didn't he? Uh, I, I thought he played much better than he did against UMass. Uh, so, Larry Nixon showed up. I know he made a big play late uh, in the game. I think that was on a third down. Um, but, man, look, the one spot that we were supposedly really worried about won us a damn football game already. So, we, <laughs> we got to be excited about that, right? I mean – I'm just excited to get out of there with a with a dub, man. These linebackers, look, Wesley Steiner, all right? He had to play snaps last night. We were worried about depth, all right? These guys come in and 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 they were they were with each other, man. They were with each other. And and I think we're going to be okay on that side of the football. Yeah. I do. I, I think we're going to be okay. Now, uh Donovan Kaufman, it looked like he got he got banged up last night, and Hugh said after the game that he went through concussion protocol and everything like that. Uh, but as long as we don't start dropping like flies, Dustin, I th- I think Auburn's defense is for real, brother. Yeah. Um, no Keontae for a big portion of yeah. the second half. Uh, no Donovan for a big portion of the second half. And like you said, Larry Nixon, a bunch of guys still stepping up and getting the job done, man. That really is a testament to Ron Roberts. Like, Ron Roberts is doing his thing. Was super impressed with just what he's coming up with schematically to uh, just getting after these QBs and making things happen. And they was just about the mental, like the mental aspect of it was another turnover, you know, back against the wall again and again and again. And the defense kept finding a way to, uh, to step up and get a stop, man. And like you said, Larry Nixon stepping up was very impressive. Marcus Harris has improved so much. Like he was a good player last year. He was like a nice death piece, you know, but this year he is really becoming a a freak down there. And that's what you talked about when you said, okay, we were concerned about the run game. You needed some guys to step up and improve. And Marcus Harris has been a big, big part of that uh, on stopping the run on first and second down. He's been after the quarterback a little bit, man. I really like what I've seen after his game. He's definitely stepped up and being a leader and, you know, all all the credit in the world to what Ron Roberts put together. We gave up 14 points week one and 10 points so far. So, so far, so good, right? Uh, you know, hey, what what about the pressure on Sam Jackson? Yeah, I mean, he's Ron just, Roberts really, heated him up. It's really creative, bro, and he's not scared, right? Yeah, he's not. He's not scared to dial up the pressure. He doesn't really care about situation or what it is. Um, giving these teams a lot of stuff to look at, 
And, you know, I do think the depth is an issue as the season goes on, though, when you start when you start losing guys that have a guy like Ron Roberts that can scheme up. OK, mm-hmm. and this is something we talked about, too. Right. When we talked about how Hugh Freeze, the offense always improved on this. This night was not a good, good night for this. But overall, his first year, the offense improves a lot. Mm-hmm. Defense improves a lot, too. We pointed that out. Every single stop he's gone at, the defense has improved significantly. He hired a guy, man. I think he hired a guy who really knows what he's doing. Uh, a guy's been in football a long time and knows where to put where to put the pieces. And we have some dudes, right? It's just about depth on this on this defense. And and look, I don't know if you guys caught Baylor yesterday, but his his guys are still there, all right? And they shut Utah down. They should have won that football game, all right? So uh, I think Ron Roberts carries over there, man. Like uh, the dude and what he does on the defensive side of the ball is uh, he's a magician, right? Yeah. Um, I just loved it when Sam Jackson would get a little – he'd get a little momentum last night and he'd take off for a little 10-yard scamper or he'd he'd throw that little out route out there. I forget their receiver's name, but look, Cal, Cal had some dudes on offense. I'll mm-hmm. give it to him. I was surprised. And Sam Jackson, the fifth, man, he was slippery. And I, I thought he was a playmaker. I don't think he's a – you know, a polished quarterback or anything, but he's one of those backyard guys that he can run around and make something happen. And uh, I just thought it was, I thought it was wizard like that, that Ron Roberts heated him up the way he did from all different sides of the ball, man. Like he was bringing pressure any type of way he could get there. Uh, and the pressure got home too. I, I was pleasantly surprised that Auburn's front got to the quarterback the way they did, man. Like, I was really surprised about that because we had heard that Cal's offensive line was restored and, you know, like that was going to be a big part of this game and they were going to be able to run the football on us and we weren't going to be able to get to the quarterback like we thought we were. So, uh, hell of a performance from this Auburn defense. I mean, I just I'm, – I'm, I'm over the moon, man. Uh, I, I just think this is something that you can really build on, Dustin. Yeah, you had a ton of penalties. We're about to get into the offense. You had a ton of penalties. You had a ton of turnovers. You were completely discombobulated. You had no idea what you were doing offensively, and the defense went on the road, a 940 kick central time, and got you a dub, man. Good defense will travel. And if you didn't have that kind of defensive effort, obviously you're coming out one and one with the meat of your schedule staring you down the face coming up soon. Would have just been disaster scenario, man. And look, before we get into the offense, Blake, I go back to 2010, right, where we went on the road to Mississippi State and mm-hmm. won like a 17 to 14 type yep. game. I go uh, 2013, same thing versus Mississippi State. What was it, 21 to 14, 17 to 14? A late touchdown pass to CJ Uzuma. The offense looked like crap mm-hmm. all game. Those are both some week two games that I can think of all top of my head. And then you look at the, how the SEC played as a whole. Man. I don't even know how mad I want to be at the offense. I mean, I'm upset, but my thing is, dude, is like you. anytime you got going, you turned it over. Anytime you got going, Jeremiah Cobb gets a big run. You get a penalty. You just never really seem to get it under you. So I have to ask myself, projecting going forward, okay, what if you don't turn the ball over four times? What if you don't commit those penalties? What if you clean it up on offense and don't just shoot yourself in the foot? What does this game look like? Now, Cal can play the same game and say, what if we make our field goals? What if the terrible uh, – the, the ref stopping the clear touchdown for them on the first drive? What if that doesn't happen? But I can play that what if game too and say, what if Peyton Thorne ever fumbled it and we punted it? So, like, both teams just played a really, really crappy game. From the Auburn side, I would look at it and say, you went on the road, you turned the ball over four times. This is the worst offensive performance I've seen Auburn put on in a long time. And boy, is that saying something? Because we have had some straight freaking duds. But as far as just what we were doing, I have no idea type thing. Um, And you still got to win. And a lot of teams in the SEC right now are standing around scratching their head. So at the end of the day, before we really start kind of going off here a little bit, because I know how this is going to go. Um, you're 2-0, and some of the questions that you had about your team have so far have turned into a positive. And in 2023, a linebacker basically put the team on their back. 
and said, I'm going to get you a dub. And I think that's pretty encouraging from the standpoint of, hey, we got some dogs on that defense. That defense that gave up 172 yards a game last year on the ground, it looks like that has been much improved. And you have a guy running that defense who I think knows how to use his pieces. But, and I think we got a guy in charge of this team that knows how to put his pieces on offense. But last night was not it. Last night is not one that he is going to put on the resume. Like four turnovers, penalties at the wrong time, sending QBs in without the play, only for them to turn around and look back at the sideline, <laughs> trying to get the play call in. You're wasting timeouts at yep. you know, one position game in the fourth quarter that you easily could have needed, man. Uh, you put your defense in a bad spot all night long. It was just a complete mess. Hopefully, going forward, it's just 940 kick, super late, second game of the season. But, but man, this has got to get cleaned up. Like, your thoughts on just what we saw last night? Yeah, I, I agree, Dustin. It, it just felt like it was never rolling, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and it just – the two-quarterback system, uh, I think we got to stop. Mm-hmm. I, I, me, personally, I think we just have to pick a quarterback and roll with it. Now, whoever that is – I don't know, all right? But, and look, everybody wants to point fingers, too. Everybody's like, well, oh, well, it's Robbie, all right? Well, Robbie was rolling out last night. Instead of just tossing it right out of bounds, he tries to throw back across his body and and almost – which he should have thrown a pick, all right? So we can sit here and pinpoint one guy and talk about Peyton's throw to Shane Hooks and all this. And, and you know, look, the ball was high, and it was a duck. Now, did Shane get his mitts on it? He did, all right? But man, you got to deliver a ball there. You got to deliver a ball, man. Like, come on, come on. Yeah, don't, don't like. Let's, let come on. You're, you're the quarterback at Auburn University. Come on. Um, so we can point fingers at each guy or whatever, but we got to figure this thing out. In my opinion, red zone Robbie was fun, but guess what? The sweep ain't working anymore. All right. We tried it on fourth down last night. Me, personally, I thought that was a horrendous call to go to a timeout, and then you come back out and you run a sweep, a quarterback sweep. I like. I don't – it was frustration the entire night. I think the frustration started on the on the very first play of the game with, with Peyton and that happening. Um, I think it continued to boil over when Damari fumbled. Because you really felt like Auburn was getting control of the game. Yeah. Like, Auburn was about to go up two scores, and I was like, okay, we're about to blow them out, bro. Like, it's about to be 14-3. to Like, it's about to be, you know, the, the, the route's about to be on. And then Damari with a tough run, I think the cobwebs got sh- shaken up a little bit. And I think uh, after that first contact, he was a little shook. And uh, the ball comes out, and I think that kind of derailed some of the momentum last night. I think that took a major hit to things. And um, as far as rotating the quarterbacks, man, and in key spots last night, you brought it up, Dustin. I was not a fan of sending a quarterback out, no play call, them looking, the entire offense looking back over to the sideline, play clock running down to five, you got to burn a timeout, and then when you come back from the timeout after the eight-minute commercial break, um, <laughs> you come back, and there's a new quarterback on the field. I, I don't get it. Um, I didn't understand some of the play calls, man, like I, I mentioned the sweep on fourth and two uh, around midfield. Like some of the play calls were just head scratching to me. Mm-hmm. But I heard that I, I didn't hear this, but I heard on social media that Hugh called that that final drive. That uh, Hugh took over and he called the shot to uh, Fairweather and everything like that. So I don't know if Hugh needs to take over the play calling. He does. Uh, I'll you'll say it. You'll yeah, say it. Yeah, I, yeah. Sometimes things have got to be said. All right. Like the, the play column was just, it, it didn't sit right with me, Dustin. It just felt like nothing ever got going. Um, I, did I see a third and two uh, fade to Amari Kelly? Mm, yeah, you did, buddy. You sure did. 
Why is that ball not going to Jair Shorter or Cam Brown or Rivaldo? Rivaldo or you know what, what what's going on there? Uh, yeah. that, that's some of the stuff that I didn't understand. All right, if you want to throw that, throw it, but throw it with the right guy. That's my thing. That gave super flashbacks to South Carolina. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Like, I mean, do we overthink things at the at the offensive coordinator position? Is it really that hard? I just I don't know. So I know Philip Montgomery knows way more about football than I ever will. But Jeremiah Cobb, what what did let's see, Jeremiah Cobb, what did he have? How many uh how many uh, touches did he Not get? Not enough. Three carries for 20 yards. Let me tell you guys something. Let me tell you something right now. Jeremiah Cobb has got to get his hands on the football. Yep. He has got to get his hands on the football. Electric, okay? Electric. I think it was too tall that had that holding penalty. Yeah. Jeremiah, look, he didn't even have to hold right there. That was going to be a 10-yard gain if that – if. If that cow, uh, if the cow guy makes the tackle there, which he might not have, because you never know what Jeremiah is going to do in the open field, all right. But it was a for sure ten yard pickup. Uh, that play gets called back. Uh, we took two steps forward last night and then ten steps back. Um, I and another thing, I also felt like when you brought in another quarterback and you swapped it up, you immediately what'd you get, Dustin? You got a false start. Yep. It, there was something that it just you're hearing a different cadence. Uh, it, it's just it, it was a mess last night. But good thing about it, Dustin, in my wrapping up is we're two and zero. We won the damn game. Rivaldo Fairweather with two huge catches, huge catches. Peyton throwing that ball on what was it third and twelve, third and thirteen, something like that. Yeah. Um, uh, and Rivaldo just just hell of a play coming back and getting that coming back and getting that ball, man, and then going up and high pointing the ball in the corner of the end zone. Big-time players make big-time plays in big-time games, man. Uh, and Rivaldo Fairweather is that dude. So, um, a disaster on offense. A disaster. But I'm not going to sit here and sweat it. We got a week, all right? We got Sanford coming up. Let's get things right. Let's figure this thing out. Let's get in here and watch film because we threw for 94 yards last night. Good <laughs> uh, Lord. I can tell you what. I watched Texas A&M yesterday, Dustin. Their secondary, boo-boo, all right? It's buns, cheeks. All right? A lot of SEC West secondaries are. Facts, all right? Uh, absolute buns. Miami torched them all day long. I mean, it was it was bad. I, I mean, Jimbo Fisher, dead down there, all right? He's done. Especially, you can slit his throat in two weeks, all right? You can slit his yeah. throat in two weeks. Um but if we can't figure this thing out and then we go to Kyle Field down there in College Station, the way their secondary is, man, we should be able to move the football in two weeks. All right? We got to figure something out because their secondary is not good. I thought their defense was going to be way better than what it is, the way they have been recruiting, and they're just not good, Dustin. So we got to get in here, figure this shit out, and get it together. All right. I, I think the two quarterback thing is done. I think we got to get away from it. Pick a guy. Yeah, you got to make a decision. Here's my so one. When did Don Billingsley make his appearance in the running back room at Auburn? I need Tim McGraw to come up in here with some tape yeah. and tape that football to these boys' hands. Okay. Yeah. You know, like you dropped a lamp, you can't hold on to the ball. What the hell, Donnie? I mean, come on, bro. Like, these guys, little Friday Night Light references. Yeah. You don't know. Look, man, you got to hold on to the rock, dude. Um, on the interception, pathetic. I'm not going to blame Shane Hooks on that. You're a three-year starter at this point, a Power 5 program. Throw the ball to the wide-open guy. Uh, this is three times now, dating all the way back to the scrimmage, where I've heard Hugh Free say something to the extent of Peyton Thorne's pressing. <laughs> Why are you pressing – it's your third. You started two years in Michigan State. Now you're starting in the SEC. And I'm hearing that even though you didn't play the best in fall camp, you're getting the job because of experience and the way you run the offense. Well, what does that experience matter if you keep pressing? 
to me, it sounds like the experience doesn't doesn't help us do anything here. So yep. if you're still acting like a young quarterback, then give me the young quarterback that played better. So this week oh, coming nice. is holding, yeah. Or or it because here's the thing with Robbie. If Robbie's your backup quarterback, then why in two games has he not thrown the ball downfield one time? What are we doing? The safeties are becoming linebackers. That was my point on the red zone Robbie thing. It was fun. But if you're not going to let Robbie throw the ball when he's yeah. in the game, I yeah, man, not, they know what's coming. I pointed it out last night to my dad. I didn't, I didn't mean to cut you off, you Dustin. But, but safeties were – they were within seven yards of the line of scrimmage. Six, seven yards <laughs> of the line of scrimmage. Come on now. They know what's coming. And there's so much you can do, like, as far as – baiting him in, taking Rivaldo over the top. I've seen Jay Fair with the ball in his hands enough now. Feed mm-hmm. Jay Fair. Yep. I know what VAR can do with the ball in his hands. Feed VAR. The opening throws that we did make were all screen passes. They were all, like our first four or five plays that were passes were all bubble screens. Man, you got Perry Thompson sitting at the house watching this going, huh? Hmm. Spread that thing. You got to throw that thing down the field, man. And if and if if you don't believe that Robbie Ashford can do it, and if Peyton Thorne ain't getting it done, then maybe it's time to put the guy that performed the best in the damn scrimmages when it was live and you were playing ball in the game. Maybe so. Because I'll be damned with experience. I can see it on Peyton Thorne's face. What you scared for, brother? What are you scared for? Why are you so shook? You shook it, cow? We got Georgia coming up. You're going to be shook at Baton Rouge if you're shook at Cal. You're going to be shook at Iron Bowl if you're shook at Cal. 91 passing yards? Boy, somebody go dust off Jeremy Johnson. (laughs) Huh? For three head coaches now, I've watched us try to make multiple quarterbacks work during a game. Yeah. Gus took the cake by trying to make them all work on the same play. That'll never be topped. But it's almost like, Hugh Freeze and Philip Montgomery dusted off the offensive game plan from Penn State last night and said, I'll make this work. Great point. It's not, that's not the game plan. That's not it. Stop. I saw Jay Crane say it last night. I saw Charlie Five say it last night. Anybody with any kind of sense watching the game last night, stop it. Decide on somebody. If Robbie is, if you view Robbie solely as a gadget guy, then just say it. But quit putting him in the game for 15, 20 snaps a game if he's not going to throw the ball down the field. Yep. And if it's not Peyton Thorne, then we need to find that out. Coming up versus Sanford, I would throw the ball 20 times in the first half. You know you can pound the rock versus Stanford. Who cares? This is why I wanted to throw the rock so much versus UMass, Blake. This is why. I knew we could run the ball versus UMass. This is why I wanted to throw the ball 25, 30 times versus UMass. Because these guys got to get this – Figure it out. They got to get it together. They got to get in a rhythm. He had, what, 10 for 17, 117 yards versus UMass, and then 91 passing yards last night? This yeah. isn't it, man. This is not it. Um, he was 9 of 14 for 94 yards, a 6.7 average, two touchdowns with an interception. And, look, to be, to be, pair, to be fair to Peyton Thorne, the scheme was god-awful. That game plan was god-awful. I have no idea. In the same way that I defended TJ Finley and Robbie Ashford last year, I will do it with Robbie and Peyton Thorne this year. How do you expect a guy to get in a rhythm when you don't let him go in a rhythm? And when you're moving, when you're when you're struggling to move the football and you finally start moving it, quit bringing in another quarterback because, like you said, penalties, turnovers, something mm-hmm. happens, man. It gets off. It doesn't work. I'm sure you can dig up an example somewhere of a two QB system working, but there is an overwhelming evidence of it not working. And we just saw it not work last year. And we saw Gus try to do things like that before and it not work. It doesn't work. We've seen it enough at Auburn. Please, for the love of God, don't make us watch it ever again. Pick a guy, man, pick a guy. And if he doesn't get it done, get him out of there. And if he doesn't get it done, get him out of there. I, I, I just, I don't, I don't have any more time for this, dude. This is not what we brought. I got news for for Hugh Freeze. And I'm not. This is not. I'm not down at Hugh Freeze, but mm-hmm. I think that he knows this, and you saw it last night. Honeymoon's over. Yep. Honeymoon's over, brother. It's time to win football games. We won the football game. Okay. 
And to the culture point, like I alluded to in the beginning, the, the main thing here is the guys kept it together. The culture that he was built, the guys kept it together. The positivity. We're going to find a way to win this game. All that's all that's the plus, right? This is not this is the first time I've ever criticized Hugh Freeze on this podcast. But what that was last night, gotta be better than that, man. Hugh Freeze is better than that. Mm-hmm. He knows he's better than that. And you know, in our group chat during the game with the War Report Network, um, I, I, Ike Jones made a good point. He said, "Looks to me like he got two guys trying to call a place." Yep. And look, and that's, I mean, yeah, that's what it looks like, doesn't it? It looks like he got Philip Montgomery and Hugh Freeze trying to decide on what play they're going to run. Damn near every play, the tempo was off. You never got in a rhythm. Undisciplined, unorganized. Everything about what that was has got to be scrapped. And experience has got to be valued properly. I'm over-experienced now. You give me the guys that can make the plays. Mm-hmm. Jay Fair can make the plays. Throw Jay Fair the damn ball. There's no – hey, listen, I know this is a wild, wild thought for Auburn fans. And, I, you know, for the Auburn history in general. We've never comprehended this before. But you can throw the football to somebody more than four times a game. You can throw the damn ball to Jay Fair eight, nine, ten, eleven. I mean, if they can't guard him, beat him. I watched Bama do it with Julio and and guys like Calvin Ridley and, and all these guys before you feed him. They can't guard Jay Fair. Feed him the rock, man. Find a way to get the kid the ball. He's obviously we heard all summer about what he is, and every time he touches it, it's fireworks. He's got two tutties, two games in. Feed Rivaldo. They couldn't guard him last night. They didn't have anybody matchup-wise to, to hold him, Blake. Why didn't he see the rock more? I just – I have no idea what that was. Um, the good thing is I don't think he was the kind of guy that's married to it, right? Yep. And I think that they'll – I think that uh, if anybody is – we've seen from Hugh, if anybody's going to be hard on on his – like no one's going to be hard on Hugh than Hugh. I guarantee you that right now he's going over that film and saying, okay, this has got to go. He knows that this is not going to be it. So – very, very frustrating. Um, you've got to you've got to just get this on your point about Cobb. He said I said it last week, right? He's the second best running back on this team. And DeMar was balling before he fumbled. Like that's what sucks. Is you're like, okay, DeMar is establishing himself. Jarquez obviously looked a little bit rusty. Um, and Hugh said that in the post uh, post-game press conference. But and just when he started getting – just like when he was starting to knock the dust off, right, he fumbles the damn ball. And a lot of this, – this was just so, such a weird game. A lot of the fumbles, even the cow fumble that we got, was so close. Like, all these fumbles were like, is he down? You're kind of, yep. kind of going with a call on the field. They were all pretty wild. But you got to hold on mm-hmm. to the ball, man, and just shooting ourselves in the foot, dysfunctional, disorganized. It's everything that we have been seeing on offense for a decade. And at some point, I ask myself, is it ever going to stop? Now, I have a lot of faith in the staff. Um, I don't think this is what you're going to see going forward. I think, obviously, you're going to see something much better for Sanford. But what can you tell? So, you really, I mean, we'll, we won't know nothing more until A&M. But um, this has got to get cleaned up. And this is a staff that – and a head coach that I don't think you'll see too many more performances like this, Blake. I really don't. I think this was a weird. This was a weird uh, Auburn going out to Cali for only the fourth time ever. One of those is a national championship situation. You know, I'm sure the other ones are probably bowl games or something like that as well. I know there's one trip to USC out there back at O2. Um, there's a reason why we've never won out there up until last night. It's just a weird thing for a, a team like us to do. So I don't think looking at Hugh Freeze, he's been a coach for a long time. You look at his resume. I don't think you see too many more of these. But I do think that some of these real uh, unrealistic expectations of what our offense could be have kind of come back to earth a little bit. Remember when we thought we could just run the ball all over everybody? Yep. Yeah, let's hold off a little bit. Some guys got beat last night on that offensive line. Um, it's just a, a lot of work to do, but there's still a lot of work to do here. I was uh, I was just about to ask you about the offensive line. Um, too tall. What 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 happens with the what happens with the offensive line, man? Like, uh, where where do you put Gunner, uh, Gunner Britton? Obviously, yeah. where do you you know what what are we doing there? Like, um, I just felt like Tutal didn't have his best game, yeah. 
He definitely didn't. Now, is it his first start in a big-time situation like that? Yeah. Yes, it is, on the road and all that. So we'll see. Uh, I, I want to go back. I'll wait for Ike's watch the film breakdown to really kind of get into that, you know, too much of that. But it yeah. did look like Tutal was having a, a pretty rough night. And just to, like, the rhythm point, bro, like, I don't think that we – it's, it's for the whole offense. It's hard for everybody. When you keep committing penalties and keep committing turnovers, it's hard for anybody to get in a rhythm. So when we started finally running the rock a little bit, okay, the offensive line is starting to feel themselves. They're starting to get in a rhythm. And then a running back fumbles the ball. Yeah. Well, who was it? Um, we were moving the ball a little bit. And then um, Shane Hooks got a false start. Yeah. A receiver. Bro, like you're moving on the ball. Yep. Receivers are moving on the ball because, like, come on, man. You know, Jimmy, it's not loud in there because half no. the stadium was Auburn fans. Right, right. The other half of it was tarped up. They had some yeah. lights off in the corner so you couldn't see how empty it was over there. Like, yeah, man. Uh, shout and, out and, to Auburn fans for the Tiger Walk, by the way. That was dope. Yeah, and a security guard actually said this is the first uh, <laughs> the first yeah. big-time crowd he's seen since the yeah. pandemic and everything. So uh, that was awesome for Auburn fans to travel out there and everything. To your uh, two-quarterback system point, Dustin, I wanted to throw in here one time. I think I've only ever seen it work one time in college football, and that was obviously yeah, with Tim Tebow and Chris Lee. Um, so I just feel like to that point, man, if you're not going to throw the ball with Robbie – if you're not going to have some kind of wrinkle in the in the playbook for him, if you're just going to run the sweep to both sides of the field, um, look, it's not NCAA 14, man. That's not going to work, and it didn't work last night, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, I think I think you got to if you're going to keep doing that, you got to wrinkle something in, man. You got to throw something else in there, uh, but defense, man, Eugene and those guys. You stepped up. You stepped up and you won a damn game. Uh, And look, I saw a stat last night. It said since the year 2000, the SEC was one, I think one in 10 when playing in the state of California. (laughs) All right. Since the year 2000, the SEC was one in 10 in playing in the state of California. And I guess that one win was the uh, the University of Alabama in in the Rose Bowl National Championship game against Texas. Uh, mm-hmm. Or, yeah, I, I don't know. It might have been versus Pac-12 teams or whatever. I just – I remember seeing that crazy stat of somebody saying, like, how hard it was to go from Auburn to Cal, like just the cross flight. And uh, – I saw somebody saying that it wasn't that big of a deal. They were college athletes. It, look, it really is that big of a deal, mm-hmm. all right, because it throws off your sleep, all right? It throws off your body. Your body feels different, man. You feel sluggish because uh, you're you're traveling two time zones back, all right? Yeah. So it, there's a little jet lag there, man. You're foggy in the head. I don't know if you've ever uh, flown to another country before, but when you get off the plane, you're foggy, man. Like, like you're like, dang, you know, this is weird. Well, because you just went through a couple time zones. That's why it's weird. All right. All right. Um, and so even though they are young college kids, man, it's still it's different too. And they were playing at 930 at night, local time. So their bodies are adjusted to central time. So when they go out there, all right where it's one o'clock in the morning in the fourth quarter, <laughs> they're feeling a little type, you know, they're tired, man. Like it's just how it is. That's how it works. So just to come out with a victory, uh, you know, I just, let's just get back to Auburn, Alabama and let's celebrate it. Like you said last week, victories are hard to come by in life. Uh, and let's yeah. get ready for Sanford, man. Yeah, for sure. For sure, man. Um, two and oh. That's all you can really ask for. Before we get out of here, guys, go to thewarportshop.com to get yourself the Uptempo podcast shirt. If you're interested in that, go to homefieldapparel.com, type in code UPTEMPO to get 50% off of your purchase. And to our members, man, like I told y'all last weekend, we're going to start putting that recruiting pot out um, Monday afternoon, Tuesday afternoon-ish, just because it takes a little bit of time to get in from some of these 2A-type games, some of these single-A-type games. Uh, it takes some time to get in uh, – these scores, these stats, and all that. I just want to put together the best complete uh, 
pot up for you guys possible. Also, Friday night, Blake, and I know what you're about to holler at him about. You saw Perry this Friday night. For our members, this Friday night coming up, Baker High at Foley, Bryce Kane versus Perry Thompson. I will be in the building. Blake will be in the building. Tons of content coming only for our members, man. We're also doing some things to, to tinker with those memberships and, and get you guys some more content. I'm working on some, some cool stuff there as well. So love you guys. Appreciate y'all. Just don't want you guys saying that we forgot about you. What you got, Blake? You know, I went to watch Perry Thompson Friday night at, at MGM High School in mm-hmm. Sims, Alabama. Uh, and and I just wanted to, to, to say this right here. I couldn't even get a video of the kid. All right? Quarterback. Because quarterback couldn't get him the ball. The they were taking him off the field like on third and eight, and he wouldn't even be on the field. All right. Um, when they did try to get him the ball, Mary Montgomery obviously he was bracketed, bro. Like I mean, <laughs> at one point, at one point, the entire secondary, right? They threw they threw a little corner route to him, like towards the pylon, uh, and. Uh, like there was four guys on Perry, legitimate. I'm not. I'm not like over exaggerating. There was four guys on Perry. That's how. That's how bad they were bracketing. Now, no, nobody else on Foley could do anything. Their running back, like that, he couldn't get going. Um, it was a complete disaster on the Foley side of the ball. They couldn't get Perry the ball, man. Like the first first couple plays of the game, uh, they just threw. They threw like a little tunnel screen to him, and they were so focused on Perry, man, that they just ate it up. I, I think he, I left at half because they were losing twenty-eight to nothing. Their quarterback threw two pick sixes, uh, in within thirteen seconds. Uh, I think there was a minute left in the first half, and he threw back-to-back pick sixes. Jeez. So it was twenty-eight to nothing at half, and I got up and left. And I think Perry had two catches for like five yards because. All they were really trying to do was just tunnel screens, tunnel screens. Like, and I'm like, bro, what are you doing? The kid's six four. Like, why are we not throwing the ball down the field? But then I sent Dustin a video of why we couldn't throw the ball. Down. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Um. So yeah, that if I if I don't have a video up, uh, that is why. Now I did get to watch Perry play a little DB. All right. And I got to watch him on MGM's best receiver, who is a uh, a D one guy. So uh, <laughs> that was that was fun to watch, man. It was best on best, uh, and Perry was manhandling folks. Yeah. Uh, and watch Bryce Friday. That'd be fun. And then when they took him out, they got bombed on. So <laughs> I mean, the dude was trying to play both ways and everything, and it was just a disaster, man. And Foley. Uh, they got to figure something out at the quarterback position. So, uh, yeah, that's the recruiting pod. Tune into it if you're a member. If you're not, go join, um, and and we'll have this thing put out for you. Yes, sir. That's coming in the next couple of days. Blake, just my final thoughts wrapping this thing up, man. Um, I'm proud of this team. You know, listen, mm-hmm. we have a we have a ton of new subs, right? Like a ton. Um, we're all we're right here. We're like forty away from a thousand. So please mm-hmm. like it. You know, like the video, subscribe to the video. Um, but all our videos last week did damn near around two two thousand views. Uh, so just sub, man. That's all you got to do. Um, mm-hmm. You guys are watching. We appreciate that. Just hit that subscribe button. It helps us out a lot. Uh, I am damn proud of this team. Uh, there's a lot of times where this team would have gave up. We wouldn't have found a way to win that type of game. Mm-hmm. I think that the culture is changing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we got to call it how we got to call it, right? We got to tell you what we see. So it's not always going to be sunshine pumping. I'm going to come in here. I'm going to always love on my Auburn Tigers. But when the offense plays bad, I'm going to say that the offense plays bad, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, they got plenty of time to improve. I gave two examples of <laughs> two really good seasons we had where game two was a shit show and we Talk put it together it. and made it happen. I mean, think about 2010 as a whole. That Kentucky game was terrible. Yep. There was no we had no business. Cam Cam had to run to the sideline, make a fadeaway throw. Yeah. His back foot that we barely caught sliding to the sideline. Mm-hmm. Just to set up the West Byron mm-hmm. field goal. Like that game was a mess. Um, so at the end of the day, you never apologize for getting a dub. You played the game to get the dub. Mm-hmm. I think that uh, Mr. Jay Knott and some of the Cal fans and some of them learned a little something uh, because 
you know, did we play our best game offensively? No, but you got to taste of some old school SEC defense is what you got a taste of. Marcus Harris showed you what he was. Eugene Asante showed you what he was. Larry Nixon had a hell of a day. Before Keontae and Donovan went out, they were having good games. Donovan is going to be a key piece of this defense. Blake called five interceptions for Jalen Simpson before the season. I said, man, that's a that's a high count. Boys on track for 12. <laughs> He's on track for 12, man. Second day and we talked about how important it was going to be for this defense to create turnovers. And so far within two games, this defense has created turnovers. So overall, Blake, overall to the Auburn family, I know last night was frustrating. I know yeah. that it was, you know, I think we were all ready to pound our head through mm-hmm. the wall at times. Here's – and I, I made that Penn State comparison in game plan. I will say, here's the faith that I, that I have in Hugh Freeze and the staff. I don't think you see it again. I'm not saying you won't still see bad offensive nights. For one, the, the people kept kind of saying sneakily, hey, Cal's defensive coordinator is dope. And they were right. Like, Cal – Cal has a better defense than what I thought. I mean, 37 to 31, I was way off. But they, they got a good defense. They made some things happen. They did some nice things. You got the dub, regardless of it being ugly. I think that you found a way to make the plays when you needed to make the plays. And psychologically and mentally, I think this team took a step forward. I think the offense took a step back, right? I'm not trying to – obviously, I, I said my piece on that. Yep. But I but I think that psychologically this team took a step forward. They look like Blake. They look they looked that's my thing, right? They looked happy. Yep. They looked like they were having a good time after the game. They looked like, hey, we showed up, got the dub, doesn't matter how. Robbie Ashford didn't have his best game. Still, whenever we got the run to seal the deal, he was hell yeah, let's go. Like they came there, they got it done, man. And I think that this locker room came together and became a little bit closer and became a little bit more of a team because you're going to be in these dog fights. And this is where, you know, season can, season can tilt kind of thing. I think that everybody in that locker room is a little bit more galvanized. Hey man, we did not play our best. We could really couldn't play much worse offensively type thing still found a way to get the job done. So I think overall that the program took a step forward, a ton of things to clean up next week for Sanford. You have a good opponent to do that versus Thank God, Blake. We're at two and zero, and we can kind of look at what we, what our game plan was these first two weeks with the two quarterbacks. And I think now we have an assessment of it and say, okay, this probably isn't going to work. We still have another opponent to kind of refigure some things out. Be three and zero when we kick off SEC play. So all in all, man, I think this team is in a good spot. Yeah. I think we will touch on this Tuesday night compared to the rest of the SEC, <laughs> brother. Like. I don't know, guys. I think we are in for a 2007 type college football season. Yeah, I think I think that was that what has happened with the transfer portal and the NIL mm-hmm. is that the gap has been closed all across the board. I'm looking at these games and I'm wondering why is Arkansas struggling? Like, what is going on with every SEC team? I think the gap's been closed. I think the I think the portal has allowed teams to come in, find talent that matches their holes, plug those holes and become a better team overall. I think that the parity that everyone bitched about, and me included, and said we're tired of the same teams winning all the time in college football, I think the portal has allowed that to happen. And I think that you're just going to see competitive games every Saturday this season. And I think that the SEC is just – no one's really that – is Georgia ahead of everybody? No. Like a little, but it's not the gap we thought. Yeah. As far as thinking that Bama had this huge gap on everybody? Nope. No, sir. You talk about our quarterback concerns. Some QB concerns over there, right? He's not good. <laughs> he is not good. And neither right. is that Buckner kid. That's why yeah. they ain't put him in there yet. So the SEC is wide open, man, and ultimately the boys got the job done. Anything else you got, brother? Uh, I just want to say my final thoughts, Dustin. Uh, DJ James, 251, all right, from Spanish Fort, Alabama. Played for the Spanish Fort Toros. Mm. Uh, the 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 pick last night in the end zone. Thought he was going to try to bring that thing out, and I was like, DJ, just just yeah, go down, yeah, just go yeah. down. Right? Yeah. Uh, but I want to give him a shout out. I always love shouting out kids from from my area uh, here in 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 Mobile and across the Bay in Baldwin County. Uh, you know, I'm big on that, Dustin, and I always want to highlight those guys. Uh, to your point of just winning a football game. Just get back home 
and uh, and grow on this because I can tell you uh, last year we would have lost this football game. All right, we would have found a way to lose this football game. Guaranteed, we would have found a way to lose it. All right, but now you found a way to win it and stop with the I'm losing faith in Hugh Free stuff. Oh God, please! I saw it on Twitter like six or seven times last night. This made me have second thoughts about Hugh Freeze. Uh, stop, 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 stop. All right, stop it. Yeah. It's not a sprint, all right? This is a marathon, okay? Things are going to happen in year one, all right? I watched Nick Saban play Colorado in Shreveport, Louisiana, <laughs> all right, in year one. All right, they won 30 to 29, all right? Let's stop, people. I'm not saying Hugh Freeze is going to be Nick Saban. Right. What we got to we just tone it back a little bit. Remember me and Dustin told you guys when everybody was saying, "Oh, Auburn's going ten and two and nine and three. <laughs> and me and Dustin were sitting there going, "Hey, let's 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 reel that back in a little bit. Let's reel it back in. Maybe we're going seven and five. Maybe eight and four. Look, the SEC is wide open. There's a possibility that Auburn can make a run. We're going to talk about that Tuesday night live show. But we got to get some things ironed out. Do not give up on this football team. I think they become closer. I listened to the post game with Hugh last night. They were bumping in the locker room. They were having fun. Eugene on the field was like, hey, war damn eagle. Like, like, let's work. Let's work. Um, (laughs) Jalen Simpson. On Instagram, on his Instagram story, go check it out. He he's sitting there and he's like, "Hey, I don't know where that Jay Knight guy's at." He said, "Hadn't heard much from him, but don't watch film with that guy." All right. <laughs> <laughs> so I was excited for these dudes, man, and uh, I'm I'm proud of this football team. And like I said at the beginning of this episode, there is no way um, I could imagine waking up this mm. morning and my football team not being undefeated. I don't know how that feels. I don't know how it feels. All right. Mm. Not me. But apparently, you know, uh, on the other side of the state, (laughs) somebody's waking up a little differently. So war damn eagle to all of you. We love you. Go sub if you haven't. Uh, We're we're kicking this thing out of the park, man. And and I'm glad to do it with you, Dustin. Yes, sir. War damn eagle. We'll see you all Tuesday, 7 p.m. Central Time. We're out of here.